0: Hello and welcome to our Spotlight podcast focusing on immunogenicity. I am Neymar Mondrell, Senior Editor of Bioanalysis Zone and I'm delighted to be joined by Joyce Slutter from KCAS Bioanalytical Services. Hello Joyce. Hello Nina. So if we begin with the first question, could you introduce yourself and explain what began your interest in immunogenicity?
1: Sure. So I am a senior scientist and principal investigator at KCAS in biopharmaceutical biomarker department. And um, I was fortunate in high school to have a virology class where we talked a lot about how to make a vaccine. And so I became interested in what makes a good vaccine, why certain epitopes are better than others, why certain people have better, longer lasting memory to those epitopes. And what happened is I came into immunogenicity through the back door by looking for the best way to vaccinate. I also learned the best way to create something that causes immunogenicity. So finding the adaptive immune response to a drug, aka immunogenicity, is now um, something I do quite frequently.
0: Great. And what technologies do you use to investigate immunogenicity at KCAS?
1: So the industry standard for measuring immunogenicity is the Mesoscale Diagnostics Platform, or MSD, as many know it. It's an electrochemiluminescent instrument. It is the standard because of its ability to detect uh, low levels of uh, AVA as antibodies, as well as looking at the strength of that signal and uh, they're binding to the epitope of interest. And so while the technology is critical for investigating immunogenicity, it's really the statistics uh, that allow us to subtract background noise from true signal that gives the platform its strength. And so we like to err on the side of caution using FDA guidelines and industry standards of at least a 5% false positive rate, making sure that we catch any positive
0: that may occur. Great. And Joyce, what are the challenges you face when you assess immunogenicity?
1: So the first most common challenge with an ADA, which we call drug tolerance, is the ability to measure the biological molecule of interest. So the problem here arises from the fact that that is often a true biological molecule and what we're testing for, the drug, is... In fact, nearly the same, nearly identical compound. So that makes the noise in the background or the nominal concentration sometimes difficult to subtract. So what we have, secondly then, is a way to cause the cocktail that we've created to release the nominal and bind the labeled drug. And often this is done through an acidification step where you briefly treat samples with a low-level background acid and cause the antibodies in the patient to release the drug and then quickly neutralize and saturate the system at the same time with our labeled compound, such that we can detect what we're looking for. And then the last challenge with this is that newer molecules are being created. We call them fusion proteins. So, it, it can be the biological compound itself conjugated to something for targeting or efficacy or allowing the compound to stay in the body longer. And those are called fusion proteins. The fusion protein itself, we might have an antibody reaction to the biological molecule. We might have a reaction to the compound for stability. And then because it is a fusion protein, entirely new moieties are created. So there can be a third yet antibody reaction to the brand new epitope that we've created.
0: Great, thank you, Joyce. And how does KCAS's portfolio of services help with the challenges you've just mentioned?
1: So our department has people with many different trainings in their background. We have uh, folks who focused on RNA or DNA or molecular biology, microbiologists, immunologists, virologists, such as myself, and that background allows us to look at difficulties or problems with an assay from different angles, and we can quickly come to some sort of resolution or new ways to look at the issue as a team, which we do quite frequently. Additionally, KCAS uh, spends a good deal of time staying up with the regulatory requirements, and we work closely with our QC department to very close to those regulations and we work together to make sure the data is sufficient to meet the requirements of the FDA. And lastly, our labs are um, not only equipped to develop and validate immunogenicity assays, we can address that at any time during drug development.
0: And what would be your top three tips for studying immunogenicity?
1: So for me, as a highly academic person, understanding... The risk of an anti-drug antibody to your therapeutic in your patient population is often the first critical step. So um, knowing what the compound is and what the patient population is helps us design the assay more quickly. And then the route of administration can also have an effect on formation of anti-drug antibodies and the subclass of the antibody that we're looking for. Uh, Lastly, our scientists, including myself, we familiarize ourselves with the disease model. Many of our new studies are coming down to enzymatic deficiencies. So these are patients who have either a deficiency in an enzyme or are on enzyme replacement therapies and a lot of those conditions um, do have high levels of background ADA already to what the drug might be. So it's important to Keep in mind the patient population as well as the compound and the way it is being used in the patient.
0: And finally, where do you hope this field will be in 5 to 10 years' time?
1: So, as a virologist, immunologist, I would like to see more immune monitoring during development from the animal models forward in order to characterize and understand better the new biologic compounds. Immunogenicity testing routinely Using assays to look for neutralizing antibody, I think, will become more important as um, we look for the antibodies or the drugs, say the enzyme replacements, to uh, perform an action in the body. And lastly, KCAS is willing and able to support those studies using flow cytometry and cell imaging, cytokine profiling, keeping tissue culture. We do uh, many activities in support of the new biologic compound production.
0: Thank you, Joyce, for giving us your insights into immunogenicity today.
1: Thank you for hosting us.
0: You can find more resources on immunogenicity in our spotlight at www.bioanalysis-zone.com.